0: Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me your host Matt Edmondson the e-commerce podcast is all about helping you deliver e-commerce well and to help us do just that Today's guest is Vance Morris from Deliver Service Now Institute, which just sounds amazing, doesn't it? And we're going to be talking about how to bring the magic of Disney to your customer service. Oh, yes. I'm a big Disney fan. I'm not going to lie. So I'm... (laughs) loving the sound effects. But uh, before Vance and I jump into it, let me suggest a couple of more podcasts on this topic, although not specifically about Disney, but certainly about the customer experience uh, that I think you'll enjoy listening to. Check out how to improve your omni-channel customer service with Ritas Loris, and also personalizing the customer journey to increase lifetime value with Matt Barnett. You can find Both of those. In fact, you can find our entire archive of episodes on our website for free at ecommercepodcast.net. Now, this show is brought to you by the e-commerce cohort, uh, which helps you deliver e-commerce well to your customers. Vence, I'm sure, right, you've come across a bunch of folks who get stuck and siloed into working into just one or two areas of their business, right, and miss the big picture. So. I know I did this. I almost lost my entire online business as a result uh, by not seeing the bigger picture. Well, for those of you in e-commerce, we now have the e-commerce cohort to solve this particular problem. It's a lightweight membership group with guided monthly sprints that cycle through all the key areas of e-commerce. So you never get stuck. You never get siloed. You always get to see the big picture, which let me tell you changes everything. Look at that, the music stopped at just the right time. So whether you are starting out in e-commerce, or if like me, you're a well-established e-commercer, I wanna encourage you, check it out. You can reach, uh, you can find out more information on the website ecommercecohort.com, or email me directly at matt at ecommercepodcast.net with any questions, because I think it's perfect for anyone. Now, it's worth saying, Vance, that we are connected uh, because of the incredible Brian Rosenthal, uh, who connected us. Uh, Brian is an expert in paid media. He also has a podcast called Fit Growth Machine that I've been a guest on. So do check out uh, Brian and his website, or on his website, <laughs> bsrdigital.com, uh, which will also be linked in our show notes. Now, Vance, let's talk about you. Uh, it says here, you are a, <laughs> and I have to be honest with you, this is one of the best bios I think we've ever read out uh, on this show, right? Uh, it says that you are a former birth control factory security guard turned Disney leader, turned bankrupt out of work executive, turned carpet cleaner, turned successful entrepreneur. Welcome to the show. Uh, It's an amazing bio. It sums up
1: my life right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so intriguing uh, as a bio. Uh, um, I I love the tongue and teeth nature of it. I have to be honest with you. But that bio, how long did it take you to write that? Because it's not a typical bio, right? Did it just flow or was was it well thought through?
1: Well, once I realized I stopped taking myself so seriously, Mm-hmm. It was easy to write, um, you know, some, I mean, small business, whether you're, you know, e-commerce online or whether you have a bricks and mortar, main street store, we're, we're not the big giants. And mm. so the only thing that separates me from all of the other consultants out there is my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look deep enough into your story now, I granted, I was a security guard, um, at a birth control factory. Uh, <laughs> this is, it's how I paid for college. Uh, sure. one of the ways working overnight. Um, and you know, it's just part of who I am and mm-hmm. something like that is either going to say, you know, this guy's really interesting. I want to hear more about him or. It's going to be like, what a joke. Let's move on. And if you remember just the basics of marketing, your marketing is designed to do two things. Attract the people you want to do business with Mm -hmm. and repel the people you don't. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that with just being announced that way or introduced, we'll do exactly that. So I don't know if you can see the number of people that have just already dropped off of this (laughs) podcast. but
0: let's we should, we'll, we'll have a look at the data i don't know what what's yeah, the time so we'll stand, just but...
1: take it from here and um
0: <laughs> we'll definitely check it out right i think we're like five minutes into it so i'm just going to check out the uh the yeah. stats so um, you started out um as a birth control security while you're doing through college but the, the thing that you became known for is working for disney right and there's Mickey Mouse is behind you, there's, uh, for people who are listening to the podcast, I can see Mickey Mouse and all kinds of Disney memorabilia uh, behind Brian, uh, behind Brian, Brian's the guy I referred to, behind Vance there. Uh, now, you you obviously, you went from being a security guard, you ended up at Disney, and now you run a company called Deliver Service Now Institute. So what is Deliver Service Now Institute? Uh, what, what do you do there? What's going on?
1: Sure. Um, it's all about creating experiences for clients. Um, I've, I, I've used the term Disneyfy, mm-hmm. um, which is creating experiences out of the mundane. So every business has something, it has tons of things that are mundane that they need to do day in and day out to keep the business running. Um, I just have followed what Disney did. I mean, I was there for 10 years. And really, Disney has the same mundane things you you do that they do. Okay. Answer the telephone, welcome yeah. guests to a hotel, have a e-commerce platform. Um, Disney has just created experiences out of each one of those touch points. And that's where... You know the and and if you really want to know, it took me a long time to come up with the company name because if you just take the acronym of Deliver Service Now Institute, it spells out DSNI, which if you want to pronounce it, sounds like Disney.
0: Ah, Mm -hmm. I see what you did there. Uh
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, I
0: see what you did there. Okay,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know, and it's not just Disney. I mean, you know, they are you know, one of the gold standards in customer service, Mm -hmm. creating experiences. But there are so many others out there, and some that you haven't even heard of. I mean, you know, there's Ritz Carlton, there's Zappos, um, you know, there's a number of really big, well known companies out there that that deliver the client experience. But it's the small ones that just go through their life cycle, their lifetime, that You'll never hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm wondering, and I'm probably guessing that nobody in your audience has ever heard of the Eastern Shore Carpet Cleaning Company.
0: I don't know. Probably, uh, yeah. Probably not. Let's assume assume not. Yeah.
1: Right. So. My that that's the name of one of my bricks and mortar businesses. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that separates me is that everything that I teach, everything that I talk about, I have implemented in my own mm-hmm. main street businesses. So I, I currently still own three um, here in Maryland in the U.S. And that is kind of my 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 basis. Um, it's my credibility because if I can implement. Disney style standards in a carpet cleaning business
0: there isn't anybody on this planet that can't do it <laughs> that's that's a good litmus test i suppose does it does oh, it work well, on
1: yeah.
0: yeah yeah no fair play fair play so in your uh, ds uh, deliver ds and I in uh, you know that clever um with the deliver service now so you've been running that you've got the carpet cleaning businesses but during these 10 years at disney um, you learned these seven magic keys to disney your business, which is what we're getting into mm-hmm. today. So these are the same principles that you've applied to your carpet cleaning business. These are the same principles that anyone can apply to their business uh, to deliver. I like this phrase that you used, experiences out of the mundane. Uh, I, I, I think that's quite nice. So what I want to do, Vance, because knowing how much you and I like to talk, um, <laughs> let's... <laughs> Uh, when we get going, uh, let's have um, a, a, just briefly run us through what these seven magic keys are. And then we'll deep dive into uh, some or all of them. Sure.
1: So uh, the first one, which everybody thinks is the most sexy, um, is creating <laughs> the wow experience. Uh, so that's where we literally do create the experiences out of the mundane mm-hmm. Um and and I've got a system for it, and it's actually pretty simple. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the other thing with Disney is that all of the systems Disney uses are simple. Because if you think about who's working there, they've got 85,000, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds. Um, if they didn't have a simple system, everything would just crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, magic key number two is all about the details. Um, so what Disney focuses on, what I focus on and what your listeners should be focusing on are those itty bitty little minute details in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can go into depth on that one because the, a lot of those, um, especially if you run a, you know, a doctor's office, the last thing you want to do is have say dusty house plants in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that say about the rest of the practice? Yeah. Um, I talk quite a bit about what I call um, uh, the employee experience. Um, So, you know, I have a number of those uh, more than I want um, in most of my businesses. It's the bane of all of our existence as employees. Mm -hmm. Um, But if the employees don't have a great experience, they are not going to deliver experiences for your customers and your clients. Okay. we talk uh, quite a bit, Magic Key number four is about your service standards. What do you stand for? What is your mission? Um, you know, Disney, I'm sure, has a mission statement. Uh, it's probably in a leather binder somewhere in Burbank, California, up on a pedestal. Um, and I challenge anyone to go ask any Disney employee, hey, what's the mission statement of the company? Because not a one, not even the CEO knows what it is. But, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your mission, mm-hmm. and this is what any minimum wage employee can wrap their brains around. Um, I talk extensively about magic key number five, which is the environment—not uh, so much global warming as the environment that you have your customers or your employees working in. Okay, um, you know, is it a environment that is conducive? to service, conducive to sales? Or is it a hostile selling environment? Um, The next one is magic key number six is all about process. Um, That one really is the crux, that is the bedrock of how um, myself and Disney can consistently deliver experiences that just are over the top blow people away. Um, And it's Disney runs on three words. Um, It's beautiful. Like I said, if you know, the minimum wage employees can't do it, then the system will just fall apart. Mm -hmm. And then magic key number seven is the magic of bringing it all together. I've got a super duper top secret algebraic formula Mm -hmm. that will um, bring it all together for you.
0: Excellent. And for those of you who don't know what algebraic means, join the club, right.
1: <laughs> no, 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 awesome. I just threw that word in there. It sounded good.
0: <laughs> yeah, sound like, you know what, uh, Vance, this is not related to anything, but my son, my eldest son currently is studying theoretical physics at St. Andrew's University. And he, he was back at the house a couple of weeks ago um, and he was doing some work. He had some you know, uh, homework to do. And I said, Josh, what are you doing? And he said, Dad, unbelievably, this is literally rocket science. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is going on in my life? Anyway, it was way over my head. I just want to point out. My son's the same, quantitative marketing. Quantitative, so that's basically marketing with data, I would have thought.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. But still, I'm... Yeah, (laughs) put me in a room with the people where I can shake their hands. No, I'll be all right. So you've got these seven magic keys, uh, you like to call them, from Disney. So this is from your time of uh, working at Disney. One of the things that maybe I should ask you that I haven't yet is what did you actually do at Disney?
1: Sure. Um, It was a long and storied career. Um, I opened up a number of their resorts. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, great introduction to the company. Mm-hmm. I learned how, and actually opening the first resort, I learned how Disney handles mistakes. Um, now, I mean, we all have mistakes in our mm-hmm. business, but, you know, when Disney has a mistake, it's usually in the millions or billions of dollars, yeah. um, as opposed to our, you know, $42 mistake that we may have had shipping an order. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how Disney recovers from those and how they recover profitably was just amazing. Um, I worked at a little place called Pleasure Island. Uh, okay. This was Disney's uh, failed attempt at booze, debauchery, scantily clad women, um, etc. cetera. Um, it was a, uh, a five-acre uh, island with seven nightclubs on it. Oh, wow. What could go wrong?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything, I would have thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, now it made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that was a, wasn't a was a mistake because Disney allowed it to go on for 15 or 17 years. Mm. Um, but at the time, the idea was sound in that they were missing a key demographic, mm. which was the ages of 18 to 35. People that were too old to go on It's a Small World and enjoy themselves, but yet they were too young to have a family of their own. So instead, uh, and this is before streaming and Disney plus and everything else. Um, but they thought it you know, in order to attract that 18 to 30 crowd, this is what they needed to do. And financially it worked, um, you know, uh, for their brand, probably not the best thing because yeah. this is the first Disney park where there were, uh, police officers permanently stationed on horseback um, just outside the park, nightly occurrences of throwing many, many, many people out of the park, Mm
0: -hmm. because that's what
1: happens at nightclubs, you know, yeah, you drink too much, you get thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But my last position there was as the food and beverage manager for the contemporary resort, uh, which is the resort that has the monorail that goes through it. Um, I was, I was on the design team of a little restaurant called Chef Mickey's. Uh, it was 400 seats. Uh, this is where uh, the mouse comes to your table while you're dining. You don't need to stand in line. Um, and really, this is putting this restaurant together was is really the crux of all seven Magic Keys. I mean, mm-hmm. our mission was to get the mouse through 400 seats in 43 minutes and make it feel like it was a great
0: experience. Wow. <laughs> That's a really interesting task. Uh, you know, a well, really interesting project. Yeah,
1: it it so. was, you know, I mean, everything. You, you know, talk. We we talk about. I mean, we completely go off the rails here and talk about employee engagement. You know the only way to get employee you never get employees to have that ownership mentality Mm -hmm. uh because they're not owners and i think it's kind of a slap in the face to them unless you're going to give them a percentage of the company yeah but you do want engaged employees Mm -hmm. and in order to do that you have to get them involved in the day-to-day decision making now granted you're going to give parameters um and that's what we did with our mission so we went to every department and we said look we got, you know, 400 seats, we got to get the mouse through in 43 minutes, and we have to make it a great experience. Okay, to the bus boys, we said, Mr. Bus Boy, how can you help us? These are the guys that clean the tables in between Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. parties. And they're like, well, Right now it takes us, you know, some extra time. We have to take uh, the sugar uh, boat off the table and there's a salt paper, salt and pepper shakers. And then we've got a little basket and it's got, you know, a card on it. We got all this stuff we got to move before we can actually clean the table. If you just put it all in a little carrier, we could just move that carrier, clean the table, put it back. Bam, 28 seconds gained, mm-hmm. you know, so that so every single department we did that with. Mm. and everybody contributed um and it was amazing how vibrant and how just really really excited they were about being part of creating something instead of just going through their jobs every day yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that sounds incredible and it's it's one of those things isn't it and again we've found this um we had this thing uh, in our in our e-commerce business, I, I didn't call them Disney Magic or, or any of that. I called them smocks, right? Um, which stood for Sexy Moments of Customer Service. Oh. And Lord. yeah, yeah, smocks. That's what we call them. And the the only way that they worked was if all the staff were engaged with them because it was it was the guys in the warehouse, it was the customer service staff, it was the do you know what I mean? It was all these guys in the process who were involved and they had to they had to own that and they because it had to come from them it couldn't come from me Uh, and so I'm really it's really fascinating when you hear these stories of you know like Disney and stuff and how you engage employees because uh, like you say it was on your list you know for me one of those one of those things to great customer service was employee engagement actually them saying doesn't matter what my job is i'm responsible for customer engagement for customer service uh, and i need right. to be able to, to do something i need to be empowered to make that better right
1: and that's where your mission comes in um you know we talked a little bit about the you know the mission statement being up on a on a pedestal i mean disney's mission pure and simple is to create happiness make people happy Mm -hmm. I mean, any minimum wage employee can wrap their head around that. Mm -hmm. Um, They know, and the thing is, is that your mission has to be bigger than your job. So the mission is to make people happy. Your job might be to sweep the streets or, you know, operate a ride or something like that. But it always came down to the mission. If people understand that, Mm -hmm. um, they are a lot more bought in. That's why you have all of these, you know, crazy Disney employees, you know, running up to you, how can I help you? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know. Disney calls it being aggressively friendly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great phrase. I'm being aggressively friendly today. I'm on a scale of yes. 1 to 10, how aggressively friendly are you? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> and if you're not used to it, it will scare the living bejesus out of yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's especially uh, being English. Um, it's funny when you go to places like Disney World being English because uh, there's there's a level of service I think you you get used to in America. You know, I've been to the States a lot. Um, And just simple things like when you go to a restaurant, the way um, staff are to you when they're in a restaurant, it's not always been like that in England. Let's just be clear, right? And so uh, the English, and again, in different nations, you know, there's, I went into one restaurant the other day, which I won't tell you what nationality the restaurant was. It wasn't American, it wasn't English. I almost felt like, I was interrupting their day. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? When I sort of went in, it's like I'm really I'm I, I almost felt like I needed to apologize for being there and ordering food. Right. Um and and so I appreciate different nations approach customer service in very different ways. And there is this reputation that certainly outside of America that Americans have for customer service. And then when you do go to Disney, it is like a whole other level. I'm like, where do you find these people? Right. How do you <laughs> where do they come from? I genuinely don't know. And so it does fascinate me, uh, this whole aggressive friendliness thing, you know, that Disney's got going on.
1: Yeah, You know, I mean, it's, it, it may be a little bit over the top, but, you know, it's all about you know, Disney does something that's called anticipatory service. OK, um, where you anticipate what the guest or what the uh, 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 customer is going to ask you before they ask. Mm-hmm. And a great example of that, really quickly, is let's say it's a really hot day out. You walk into a restaurant, you ask for a glass of water, and they say no. Well, that's bad service, we would all okay. agree. Yep. Then you walk into the same restaurant, same hot day, you ask for a glass of water, and they give it to you. Well, that's what you would expect. That's satisfactory service. But if you want to offer anticipatory service, I mean, the over-the-top stuff, you go to the same restaurant, same really hot day, and when you walk in, there's a hostess standing there with a little silver tray on it, or two glasses of still, two glasses of sparkling water, and they announce, wow, it's really hot outside. May I offer you a glass of water? Yeah. That's I mean, it's it, you just with that example, you can see mm. the difference between I mean, skip the bad service, but mm-hmm. the difference between just what you would expect mm-hmm. and creating an experience or knowing that the customer is going to ask for a glass of water mm-hmm. and offering it before they before they do that.
0: Yeah, no, fascinating, absolutely. So you said earlier that um, when you're talking about uh, Magic Key number six, process, continually deliver these experience or consistency, you said that Disney runs on three words, and I assume the three words are make people happy.
1: No. Okay. That's the mission. Interestingly enough, no. I will Okay, let, so what, but, what are the three but words? But if you I'm like, to know, I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, yeah, dig in. Let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had my pen ready, Vance. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you know, as
1: business owners or managers, you know, we are we fall fall into the category of telling our employees what to do. So that's the first word. You got to tell them what to do. The next thing that as managers and business owners we do is we tell them how to do it. So that's word number two is how we got what and how 90% of companies around the world that I've encountered stop there. Mm -hmm. And do not use the third word, which Disney uses, which is why? Why do we do it the way we do it? Um, So a great, um, you know, example uh, would be answering the phone. Uh, so I work with some very, what we would consider mundane businesses, um, insurance accountants, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, no offense to insurance owners, <laughs> and accountants, but, um, you know, they answer the phone, you know, thank you for calling Dave's insurance. How may I help you? That's pretty much, if you call any insurance company, you're going to get that. Um, again, going back to my roots of a, uh, uh birth control factory security guard, I was working with a few insurance companies and one gentleman was a giant rock and roll fanatic. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he had pictures of the Who, Led Zeppelin, autographed guitars, uh, you know, gold records on the walls, et cetera, et cetera. After some some prompting and some work and some brainstorming, um, they began answering the phone. Thank you for calling Dave's Insurance, the agency that rocks. Now, sounds a little corny, you know, and after you say it about 10 times, the team really had no problem with it. But that's that, Why? How? what do we do? Answer the phone. How do we do it? Thank you for calling Dave's Insurance, the agency that rocks. Yep. The big thing that got the employees to buy in is why do we do it that way? Mm -hmm. One, it obviously separates us from every other insurance company that that person is ever going to call the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, going back to what we said at the beginning of the the interview, is that your marketing is designed to do two things. Attract people you want, repel people you don't. Mm -hmm. Just by answering the phone that way, they sift, sorted, and screened out people that would not be a good match for their firm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, it you know people being like, oh, I'm I'm you know, they're jokers. We're not going to do business with them. Great. And then there's others that'll be like, wow, you know, these people don't take themselves too seriously. Sounds like some fun. Uh, they've got great reviews online. Let's see what it's all about.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So how would they? Because um, I'm sitting here thinking, well, okay, this is great. You know, I mean, we, I have an e-commerce business, and do people, you know, I answer the phone. Hi, we're you know widget company and we're going to tightly rock your water whatever it is right how do how do you and don't get me wrong it's not just on when people phone you can use this all over the place can't you especially mm-hmm. with e-commerce businesses how do you come up with that line sure
1: I mean the he, honestly even the owner didn't come up with this and this goes again back to the employee engagement is we just brainstormed you know we looked around we said okay rock and roll great we we just wrote it down on a piece of paper. Um, And we had, I mean, we had those big post-it notes all over the room, uh, you know, different words, different uh, things, um, you know, all right, what do people in the rock and roll roll world say? Um, You know, we're gonna rock your world. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, you know, rock this house. Um, So, I mean, we had all permutations. I mean, we didn't do it overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this was probably, you know, good solid, 10, 14 days of just batting stuff around until we landed on it. And it was actually one of the employees that said, not only do we have to use those particular words, but we need to use that voice inflection, the agency that rocks, you know? So you sound like a DJ on the radio. Yeah. Um, and it was an employee that said, you know, we should really do that. Cause that's, you can't just say the words and not have the, the, um, the voice inflection or the energy behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really that's awesome. It um, this uh, for me, I've often found actually when it comes to things like this, it's like, what do we value? What about what are what are the values that we have as a company? And what do the values that our customers hold? And where can those two things collide? And I tend to find fun, although certainly for me. I, I like businesses that don't take themselves too seriously, that do have a bit of fun. And that tends to come across in everything that we do. So I quite like this. So let's go back to the sex, <laughs> the sexy one as you like to call it. Um, the creating wow experiences. Uh, it was systematized and it was simple um mm-hmm. now this intrigues me because one you've used the word wow uh and for regular listeners to the show we like to use the word wow a lot in fact uh, not that you can see him but we are now we all have t-shirts coming soon where they say wow on anyway um wow is a good word i like wow wow works for me uh so i'm intrigued by this create wow experiences what's the how do we do that let's dig into that one sure.
1: Well, the the mission statement uh, or the mission that I give, you know, the clients that I work with or people that are um, in my audience is at the end of any interaction with your business, you want your clients going away being your raving fans, being your microphone like, "Oh my god, you'll never guess what happened at insert your business here." Mm-hmm. So, you, "Oh my god, you'll never guess what happened at the oil change today." Mm-hmm. Now, unless it's a really great experience, that conversation is never going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So, and it's again, creating those experiences out of the mundane and is just looking for opportunities. So um, one of the um, examples I like to use, uh, we have an airline here in the States called Southwest Airlines. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're, you know, budget carrier, nothing exciting about them. but they are, as their CEO called them, um, we are a customer service company. We just happen to fly planes. Mm-hmm. And so they give their employees wide latitude on how to engage customers um, or, or uh, uh, passengers while they're on the jet. So in the States, and I'm sure this is probably worldwide, one of the things that the, our FAA um, uh, mandates is that the flight attendants have to say, uh, be careful opening up the overhead bins. Uh, items have a tendency to shift in flight. Mm-hmm. We've all heard some version of that announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, the government mandates that the flight attendants say that. Well, on this particular flight that I was on, you know, the, the flight attendant gets on and says, you know, uh, be careful up, uh, opening up the overhead bins um, after, after we land. Um, you, know, you know, items have a tendency to shift in flight. And as you know, shift happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so people are smiling, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time you got off a flight and you were smiling? Now, they also take it to the pilot. So, the pilot got in on the action, same flight, and you know how when the airplane hits the runway when they're landing and they put those reverse thruster things on to slow Mm -hmm. the plane down? So, you know, we're going, we're going, we hit the runway, and over the PA system comes the pilot. Whoa, (laughs) doggy. (laughs) Now, if you think about it, what... This is I can't make this up. It's like being birth no, no, control. No, hey, I, I, this, this is real. Yeah, yeah. Um, you now have 180 people getting off that plane. A, they're smiling. B, they might even be happy. But C, they are going to talk about that flight. Yeah. Oh, my God. You'll never guess what happened on my flight over here today. Yep. Yeah. Which will then prompt a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, most people, when they go, oh, man, you'll never guess what happened on that flight today. You know, there was no service. The toilet was stopped up. You know, the the flight was bumpy. That's usually complaints. But just by allowing the employees a little bit of latitude following the federal guidelines, but a little latitude, they've now endeared themselves to, like I said. And, you know, I mean, that happened a long time ago. I'm still Mm -hmm. talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's so, interesting, isn't it? I, 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 I've seen Virgin do that, for example, in the UK, you know, sort of similar mm-hmm. sorts of things. Um, how do you see that working online? So how do we, uh, have you seen any examples of online companies doing stuff like that, for example?
1: Well, sure. So, I mean, you know, I think that how, one, I look at what are called points of, uh, or being in the department of uh, service or sales prevention. Mm-hmm. um so going through your 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 entire sales cycle uh you know going through as a uh, as a customer through you know your entire web process um, will give you opportunities one to eliminate things that are barriers to the service barriers to the sale um, but you identify each of those key points and um, and one of the things that, especially if you have to wait for something to happen, um, like you place an order, now you've got to wait for the order to arrive. Mm-hmm. There's a waiting period. What do you do during that time of order to the time of product arriving at your home? Um, Disney's, Disney calls it line entertainment. They entertain you while you're in line. So the key thing is, is how do you make it feel like there is not a lot of time in between the order and the delivery? And a lot of companies will just sit. All right. Thanks for your order. And boom, you just wait for it to show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a number of companies here uh, in the States, um, and I'm sure you have them uh, in the UK as well. Where, uh, for instance, um, I have a a lawn service uh, that comes uh, once a month and they, you know, kill the weeds and everything like that. They actually have an app that will show where the technician is, and I get alerts either through email or text, will show me where the technician is in relation to my home. And so Mm -hmm. I can follow him, his van on a map Mm -hmm. as he is making his way to my house and I'll get alerts. It says, Hey, you know, uh, uh, Steve is wrapping up his last job. He's getting ready to get in the van and come see you. Um, and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are some e-commerce companies that I've seen, uh, that do that as well. Hey, the, the, uh, the elves are packaging up your, uh, your product. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. The, the, the postal service has picked up your product and you can actually like track this on a map. So having engagement with um, the person who's made the purchase, um, I mean, there's all sorts of ways that you can do,
0: uh, you know, do something like that. That's really interesting, isn't it? And it's um, so you map out your touch points um, and you look at those and you kind of go, well, how can we make this better? And I what one of the conversations I've never had on this podcast, uh, Vance, is the is the what do you do from between this line line attainment, you called it? Uh, yeah. This sort of you, your customers place the order. You've shown them the thank you page. And there's going to be a period where they're waiting and they're anticipating. That's really clever. So I guess how would I brainstorm that? If, if I'm listening to the podcast here and I'm thinking that's, yeah. that's actually clever because no one's ever thought of this, uh, you know, what? How would I brainstorm around that? How would I think um, or how would I start to discover some of the things maybe that I could do which sure. would really help?
1: Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, and, and I, I, I don't want to gloss over line entertainment because when mm-hmm. you go to Disney, that's what you do. You wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wait for a hamburger. You wait in line for a ride. Um, you know, they can't make the line any shorter, so mm-hmm. you have to wait. It's the same thing with, with us, you know, mm-hmm. you can't make the FedEx driver or the postal service go any faster. That's just, it is what it is. But what you do between getting in line and getting on the ride um, or placing the order and getting the order is really how you want to look at it. So Disney, uh, they entertain you. So you could be uh, something as simple as uh, if you walk through the haunted, if you're getting on the haunted mansion ride, uh, there's tombstones that have funny sayings on them. There's a old organ that the kids can play. There's characters walking through the lines. They make it feel like it's not such a weight. Now mm-hmm. it's still the same period of time, but it doesn't feel like that. So for us, what can we do? Um, you know, I, one of the things that I've seen successful companies do and some that I've worked with is the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. People love to know how stuff works. I mean, Disney's got a whole industry of, you know, doing behind the scenes tours. Uh, we all love watching those mo- uh, videos or shows of how do they build it? You know, they build the big, mm-hmm. you know, ships that are, you know, 20 football fields long. Um, oh, my God. How do they do it? Um So taking people behind the scenes is um, is one way and doing little videos, you know, and and you can do it as the entire journey of your package. Um, We've got a uh, something as mundane as uh, uh, razors. Um, There's a company here called Dollar Shave Club. yeah, yeah. Um, And they literally have videos of here's how your razor blade is made here. But they personalize it. And here's Marie who is carefully packaging your your razors into your box. And here's Dave taking the box and placing the, the mailing label on it. And here, and it's just, they do it tongue in cheek. They do it with some fun, but it they entertain you while you're waiting for your razors to show up. So, you know, just look at, I think the behind the scenes thing is really That's applicable cool. to just yeah. about every business because people mm-hmm. want, they want to know. And if you do it in an entertaining way, um, I mean, not stodgy. I mean, please don't do it like, well, we take tab A, (laughs) and we slide it into slot B. And no, please don't do. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just finding those things. um, Certainly, you know, uh, if you have um, a lot of uh, companies that I work with have to deliver a proposal or a quote. Um, And most of the people that I ask before they work with me, I say, how do you deliver this quote or proposal? And it could be for 10,000, 50,000, $100,000. Oh, we email it. You email it? Okay, this is a $50,000 project $50,000, whatever. And you're gonna use email? all right how do we make this better Mm -hmm. oh oh why don't we overnight it to them cost you nine dollars put it in a fedex envelope and overnight the thing to them i mean what happens when you get a fedex envelope in your office Mm -hmm. i mean you're like oh i mean that gets to the top of the mail pile because oh it must be important i should open it so why wouldn't you take the time to do that. Oh, wait, the proposal is going in a in a FedEx. Well, FedEx, I can ship up to two pounds. What else can I shove in the envelope or in the box that could make this fun? So we call it in the industry, we call it a shock and awe box. Mm-hmm. So in the box, you know, could be anything. I mean, have you written a book, put the book in there, you know, do you, you know, put some if it's something people have to watch or read, I mean, put some popcorn in there. Um, you, know, you can have a lot of fun with these things. But you're still you're still delivering the proposal, you're still delivering the thing, but how do you make it an experience when they actually get it? I mean, Mm. e-commerce, I mean, I get stuff all the time and it's, you know, it's a brown cardboard box um, with some of those those styrofoam doohickeys in there Mm -hmm. and that's it. I mean, I just spent $300 and all you could give me was styrofoam
0: doohickeys? (laughs) It's interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's interesting because I get asked a lot about our business. You know, what are some of the things that you did which had the biggest impact? And one of them, the story that I often tell, is we ship stuff out in a brown, boring box. We didn't use the styrofoam doohickeys, I like that phrase. Uh, We used, you know, the sort of the plastic pillows, um, the air plastic pillow type things. And we realized, actually, our customers, they were spending on average, say, $100 uh, on skincare. That's a lot of money to spend on moisturizer, right? And so it, it was obvious when we thought about it that people were buying a treat for themselves. They were buying a gift. They were pampering. It was luxury. This is This is something that they're investing in. And so we stopped shipping in a brown... Well, no, no, actually we didn't. We added we added longer flats on the brown box, so it took longer to open to create a bit more of an experience. We printed a lovely message on the box. We wrapped the inside of the box with tissue paper, so it feels like you're opening something. We took out the plastic pillows, uh, and your comment about popcorn reminded me of this. We put in popcorn. So we use popcorn as a packaging filler, and, we'd, and we just had popcorn machines in the warehouse, just going 24 seven, Popcorn, popcorn everywhere. It smelled like the whole factory smelled like popcorn. It was great if you wanted a low calorie snack. Um, But here's the interesting thing, Vance, right? Before that moment, nobody had ever posted a picture of our packaging online saying this is a great company, buy from them. We had an occasional photo when we'd shipped a really tiny product in a massive box for whatever reason, it kind of got through the system soon as we started shipping everything in popcorn everyone was like this is just and they were taking photographs of that because no one else was using popcorn to ship their products right and so totally get what you're saying about that i think it's such a big opportunity
1: it is you know and i mean i'll give you a quick example um you know so i have a book called systematic magic and if you you can order it on amazon and you'll get it in the brown box Um, if you order it from me, you get a complete, very similar to you, very complete package, but I used to ship it in a Brown box. Mm -hmm. And then I thought to myself, well, this isn't much of an experience. I should probably have my own box. So I created a box, but it's all about iterations and Walt Disney actually called this plussing constant process improvement, constant improvement in what you're delivering. So I got the box. And my book is kind of a workbook. So I said, well, I should probably include a pen. Great, so now I got a pen in the box. Oh, wait, it's a book. I should have a bookmark. Great, so then I created a bookmark. Oh, wait, I'm sending them something that they've purchased. I should probably put a thank you letter in there. Great, now I got a thank you letter in there. Oh, wait, I still got room in the box. I, they've already bought something from me. I thanked them. Maybe I should try and sell them something. So I put a sales letter in there. Now this happened over the course of 18 months. So I didn't like come up with this overnight, but when you're brainstorming, creating experiences, you know, it's just one iteration after the next, get one thing done, create the box. Great. Create the, uh, the bookmark a couple of months later. Oh, so it doesn't, people always say, Oh my God, how did you do that? How'd you come up with the idea of using popcorn, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if, if you're like me, it, It may have happened over a period of time before Mm -hmm. you realized, "Uh uh-oh, we need to do something. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for the listeners, I don't want people to think, oh, you know, Vance and Matt, they got this, you know, great thing. Well,
0: we didn't used to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. It's all about iteration. So you've mentioned your book. Right. Um, and I'm aware of time and I'm aware that we, <laughs> as, that. as totally predicted, uh, Vance, we we, <laughs> we did not deep dive on the seven uh, keys, We, which is why we were keen to give an overview at the start. But in this book, um, it is fair to say that you do deep dive into these seven uh, magic keys, right?
1: Yes, uh, each one of them. Um, and the way I've got it set up is that you can you can. I, I like to use stories, if you couldn't tell. Um, but uh, so I use stories to illustrate, and then it's a it's kind of, it is kind of a workbook. At the end of each chapter, um, you know, there are questions for you to answer, for you to begin to brainstorm about how you're going to create experiences uh, for mm-hmm. your clients, for your employees, etc. So by all means, use the pen that comes in the box and
0: mark, mark that thing up. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would suggest that you um, get a hold of Vance's book and order it from Vance rather than Amazon just to see how he does ship it. Because I think it's always quite interesting Um, and and work through it. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Vance, listen, let me ask you um, one last question, if I may. Right. And it's, it's simply this. You're stu- this show is sponsored by the e-commerce cohort. Um, I mentioned at the start of the show, right? So imagine you're you're there, you're in front of the cohort, you're in the hotel, you've just delivered your keynote speech, you've gone through the seven magic keys of how to Disneyfy your business. The crowd is going nuts; it is going <laughs> wild. Uh, you take your bow, and you say, "Right, you know what? Uh, I just want to thank." such and such because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be here who would you thank you know would it be family members would it be a mentor would it be an author maybe a podcast who's on your list i'm really sure curious.
1: um well while i never met him um i would thank walt disney mm-hmm. obviously without him none of this would have been possible um and then yeah i do i have a great mentor here in the states his name is dan kennedy uh marketing extraordinaire yeah. uh, most brilliant man um in business that i've ever come across because mm-hmm. he speaks the people's language mm-hmm. he's not like the oh the you know using all the effluent words that are just mm-hmm. you know nobody understands except for the person writing the 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 paper you yeah. know? um he's the no bs guy um, he is so he's really, old school but
0: he's still really relevant isn't he and i i, I really yeah, yeah yeah totally
1: yeah i just saw him last week he was just incredible he and it was for a electric he's he's famous for not having internet in his home never used email in his entire life never been online um and he was a keynote speaker at an online event
0: <laughs> well, yeah, online it yeah, So it yeah.
1: was a live event there were people mm-hmm. in the audience but he was on stage talking mm-hmm. about everything's applicable you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah super great so walt disney dan kennedy anybody else
1: uh, well, I would uh, thank uh, my uh, my lovely family for uh, tolerating somebody like me in the
0: house. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. So, uh, Vance, how do people find the book? Where do they go to? How do they connect with you if they want to get hold of you? Sure. B- best place is
1: the website, deliverservicenow.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place for where you can, uh, get, if you just want to, put your toe in the water. Um, I'll send you kind of the cliff note versions of the book. Um, If you enjoy that and you really want to take a bigger step, then you can click and get the free book, just pay shipping and handling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will send it to you in the box that uh, Matt and I described. So deliverservicenow.com is the best place to get started
0: fantastic. DeliverServiceNow.com. We will, of course, link to uh, everything to do with Vance in the show notes as well, which you can get for free uh, with the transcripts as usual. Um, Vance, thank you so much for being with us, bud, talking about Disney. It is fair to say, I do want to mention this actually in passing, we've had a separate conversation about something that you do, which I'm really intrigued by. And I, I'm not going to make it this October, but I'm definitely up for doing it at some point, which is where you take people around Disney uh, for like three or four days, don't you? You have this sort of whole experience where you get to do all the behind the scenes stuff. You get to talk to all the Disney execs and you point all kinds of weird and wonderful things out. Uh, so if you're serious about growing the experience in your business um, and you want to come along with me, uh, come with me and join me on one of the trips with Vance. Uh, it'd be great. I'm, I'm, I'm super looking forward to it
1: yeah it would be great we do uh it's a three-day deep dive into creating experiences uh it's half classroom uh half what i call a walking classroom where we go what we saw in the classroom we go and we find in the parks um or in the resorts Mm -hmm. and see it live in action so um yeah i'm doing one in a couple of weeks and um if you've never been to a nine uh course wine pairing dinner um that's what we use to kick off the event. It is, uh, it takes about three hours to get through it. So, uh, Stone the but it is an
0: experience. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's one that I'm looking forward to having. So, Brilliant. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really been really great. And again, big shout out to this week's show sponsor. Uh, Let me stop playing the music. There we go. Uh, Big shout out to today's show sponsor. Do head over to ecommercecohort.com for more information about how you can join uh, this new type of e-commerce community and make a big difference to your business. Uh, be sure to follow the e-commerce podcast wherever you get your podcast from uh, because we've got some more great conversations lined up and we don't want to miss any of them. And in, t- in case, it's already come up on the screen, but in case no one's told you today, you, my friend, are awesome utterly awesome. It's just a burden we all have to bear. Maybe that should be my little tagline uh, events when people call up. (laughs) The e-commerce podcast is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favourite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bain on Josh Catchpole, Estella Robin and Tim Johnson. Our theme song has been written by Josh Edmondson uh, and my good self. And as mentioned if you would like to read the transcript or Show notes, head over to the website ecommercepodcast.net where you can also sign up for our newsletter. So that's it from me, that's it from Vance. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.